0: is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Hello, hello, hello! I'm your Imelda Marcos, hostess with the mostess, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In YO Mouth. Oh.
1: In your mouth.
0: I'm the queen of food, who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good. Show oh, you how to. Oh look. God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat, from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey, I'm coming. In your mouth. I got mouth. the goosebumps. <laughs> Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the is Munoz. And y'all, I gotta be honest with you. I am pre-recording an episode because there are big things happening in the world of Munoz. Well, allegedly. I hope I don't jinx it by uh, kind of putting it out there a little bit, but I've had to backlog a couple episodes so I can uh, focus my attention on what is happening, a little bit of a transition, uh, all good things. So hopefully by the time this episode drops, there's going to be some new things happening. You're going to notice a little bit of change and a whole lot more fabulous people. I am so, so excited. There's also new merch out there, y'all. New merch. You can go to the M-U-N-O-Z dot com, forward slash Slash mouth merch and get into all the new merch that's out just in time for spring and summer. Get in all those fashion show fashions, honey, because what you can't have a fashion show without fashions. But I want to get to the getting on because I am really, really, really excited for today's guest. The Gay liberties just keep coming. And I I would be lying if I didn't tell you all I'm legit just sitting on a bunch of towels right now. (laughs) And I mean, this may be a first for the podcast, too. We have a chopped... Champion with us, y'all! A chopped champion. Now we have had chopped contestants, but never a chopped champion. So, without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, the very beautiful Chef Denovan Miranda. Hi, hi. How are you? Thank you so much
1: for thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great.
0: Um. The pleasure is all mine, people, and I mean, he is—or I should say—you are hot off your major win on Chopped.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's—it uh, just aired earlier this week. Um, I shot this, uh, obviously, uh, much uh, earlier this year, but it, it's been great uh, hearing, you know, people react to uh, the episode. Um, I've, I've just nonstop been getting dms and and messages from i mean all the people people sliding the internet
0: (laughs) all the people sliding into your dms uh in your mouth listeners i'm just gonna need you to do me a really quick favor and while you listen head over to instagram and just type in chef denovan that's d as in david e n e v i n and look Yes, look at the food. Yes, click the link tree. But can can y'all look at the face? Just look at the face, and you will see what I'm talking about. And then scroll down and look at the body, honey, because that's a whole nother story <laughs> for another time. I mean, this man's this man's arms are taking up half the screen as I look uh, as I look at them right now. <laughs> yes, welcome to the gun show. But before yeah. we get anywhere denovan i need i need to do what we always do here on in your mouth and in the grand tradition of in your mouth i need to wish you happy national ranch dressing day
1: awesome i love ranch dressing
0: oh do you now i do because you are such uh a, a, a like a chef and like Like when we talk chef, this man is like French trained. Like he is the epitome of chef. Now, are we talking like homemade ranch? Are we talking like a Hidden Valley ranch? Are we what? What kind of ranch are we talking here?
1: Actually, I have uh, a salad on my current menu at Harriet's Lounge at the One Hotel. Um, It's a watercress salad, and we do kind of a riff on ranch with uh, wasabi as a base. So it's a it's a nice wasabi ranch dressing that it just it I don't know. I I love I love cooking foods that really connect to people, uh, you know, memories and and experiences and I think, you know, as a chef, you have to utilize even the kind of, you know, the uh I don't I don't I don't want to call it like basic things, but like how would you call ranch? Like a ranch the, is anything but
0: basic. I and there is and there is only one ranch in my life, and that is friend to the podcast, not a sponsor though, Hidden Valley Ranch, because there is no other ranch.
1: Can't can't go
0: wrong. Um, I mean, that ranch powder, put it on anything, and it's an instant meal. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm sure that's probably offensive to all of your all all of your chefing that you do,
1: (laughs) but it's uh, not (laughs) for for those
0: of us home trained out there. Uh, a Hidden Valley Ranch powder or a bottle of Hidden Valley goes a, a long way, you know. But I'm I'm here for a homemade ranch. I, I I can do the buttermilk and the and the dill and the wasabi in your case.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I love that you took us to to a very pro level though, like a, a very a very deep like ranch. Like, um, we're we're just mucking through like the the intricacies of ranch with you at your restaurant here
1: yeah i mean ranch it just for me the flavors it's an explosion in your mouth right i mean you get that <laughs> bold zestiness then you have like hints of garlic and onion and and it's just it's like a miraculous thing it really is
0: it is and who doesn't love an explosion in their mouths um <laughs> see what i did <laughs> there yes. but what do you think the secret is now here's a good question that i just thought of what do you think the secret is to making that like zingy ranch because uh at home because to emulate something like the original the hidden valley ranch of it all that like that like zesty citrusy zingy flavor like sometimes at home i feel like there's always something missing.
1: Well, well, you got it really right with the buttermilk. That's important because that adds that layer of, of tartness. But I, I use a combination of lemon juice. So I use citrus as well as apple cider vinegar. Um, that really, you, you have to feel it like here on the side of your palate, um, that, that tanginess, and then kind of all the other flavors follow afterwards. And that creaminess is what calms down that tanginess. So it's exactly kind of like that explosion or cascade of of kind of flavors and um i think the combination of that also creates a lot of umami you know you're kind of like smacking your lips a little bit because it's just mm, mm, mm.
0: yeah you're saying all the right things Uh, like (laughs) i feel like you're talking dirty to me
1: (laughs) a little bit right
0: (laughs) listen i I, don't need your man coming knocking at my door either (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think, but I think to be completely honest food and sex just go I think they 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 raise the same amount of endorphins and you know hormones in, in your in your brain when it they when it's right it's right you know like yeah. for both accounts
0: <laughs> Yeah and it's been so long for me in this quarantine cuz I'm single in 120 square feet I I barely remember at this point <laughs> 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 but you know what? No matter what you celebrate out there, um, we want to wish you, and I think you would agree, uh, Deniman, that we want you to have the happiest of National Ranch Dressing Days, no matter if it's homemade or out of a bottle. And moving right along to this day in gay history, did you know that in 2009 in Tel Aviv, Uzi Evan and his life partner were the first same-sex male couple in Israel whose right of adoption had been legally exited? Acknowledged. What a great day! Good things all around. Awesome, right? Snap, <laughs> snap, 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 snaps. Yes, um, I'm I'm here for this, and this is just. I mean, you've got you've got like a double great day here. But I want to get to the getting on, and in your mouth, listeners. Just so you know, if you haven't figured it out yet by stalking him on Instagram. Chef Denovan hails from Long Island And is the head chef of One Hotel Brooklyn Bridge Where he brings over a decade of Luxury hospitality and restaurant Experience as he oversees The properties, restaurants, and Bars. He is also a Recent Chop champion where he Really showed America How well he handles his Meat (laughs) I've been dying to say that
1: (laughs) It's a great line
0: (laughs) Folks out there, if you haven't seen Chopped recently, it was a it was a full meat episode. And before we usually start at the beginning here, but I just watched the episode again for the second time, and I don't know if anybody's told you and we don't know each other. We are just meeting here, but I really need to say that I am proud of you. Oh, you, wow. thank you. <laughs> you I I don't know if you realize what it means or at least what it meant to me and what it means to have you shine so brightly in front of the camera and indie mouth listeners if you haven't seen this chopped episode right out of the gate you know how they introduce the chefs out there and it's like meet chef so-and-so from philadelphia who has this kitchen right so they do chef denovan and he comes out, and uh, right out of the gate, he mentions his dad and wanting to make his dad proud. Right after coming out, and then he um, he mentions his partner and what he would do with the winnings uh, by taking him to the Philippines to show him his roots and where he came, and where he came from. And you don't know me, but. I started this culinary journey because I didn't see a face like mine on television. And here you are shining so brightly. And what does that mean to uh, like little kids out there who look like you, who look like us, me um, seeing you do the thing and be so out and so proud and shot and be so beautiful. And you know what? Take the whole thing home. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so
1: much. That's very kind of you. Um, Listen, what happened on the episode um, was completely authentic. I, I did speak about, you know, my relationship with my father who who I did lose to cancer. Um and kind of uh what it took to you know step up and and come out to him, you know, w- when I did. Because uh, you know, I, I come from an immigrant family um which was very Catholic, very conservative. Um and thankfully they're so supportive and you know, my family now is just so open and and willing to embrace and accept um, me and my and my husband, and um, it's just been a wonderful journey. Um, and and I wanted to definitely have that visibility because uh, I feel it's so important, especially for our community, for you know communities of of people of color, of immigrants, um, and of course LGBT people. And and to have a platform like that and be able to express myself so openly was. Uh, was was a blessing it really was and 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 um the amount of feedback uh touching uh you know people who are just so moved and touched by that i, I was surprised um by people who who literally just kind of reached out through me th- uh through my facebook through my website and, and instagram telling uh, me their story and um how they related so much to you know what i shared on that episode so Um, I I just want to say thank you to all those people who've who've been uh, supportive and have been able to kind of share with me their stories as well, because I think the more we share our stories, the more visible we are, uh, you know, we start breaking down these barriers and walls, you know. And
0: and this is my biggest joy of doing this podcast and meeting people like you is amplifying those stories. You know, I, uh, any my listeners, I don't really give too much information out before we meet as a uh, chef can, as chef can, uh, you know, approve or confirm that fact. And, but I do say the episode is a celebration of you, you know, and who you are and your story. And I legit I'm not I'm not lying I watched the episode twice and I thought second time around I still got a little choked up at the beginning where you're just authentically you and it's so, such a beautiful moment and so I wanted to say I am proud of you just because it it meant so much it meant so much and if it meant so much to me I I can only imagine who else it it meant a lot to, and we don't even know each other, so it was it was really really special. And so I hope I hope you can hold that and take that and absorb how special that was, right? And I mean, I bet the ten the ten grand isn't that bad, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, definitely not. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You know, I was actually uh, interested in seeing how because I, I didn't see the footage after it was edited, um, and that that portion when. Uh, I was talking to the judges about um, kind of my coming out story. Uh, Obviously, it was condensed to a few sound bites, but I think what they put out there was um, uh, really, you know, translated well. Um, I think the part that I was disappointed that didn't make it um, after I had, uh, and by the way, I think a lot of the studio became quiet and uh, it was, you know, The production team are kind of very new york very liberal and uh i would have to say uh very gay (laughs) um and there were some some tears going on there and i think they cut part of the part of it some of the judges were tearing up as well um because i really i I go deep and i I talk about um you know I, i i literally came out to my father on his deathbed and uh and it was just such a excruciatingly touching moment for me and it it just really changed um the uh the trajectory of of my life right yeah um um,
0: well let me let me just jump in here really quick because we usually save the coming out story for a little later in the pod okay but no 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 no. (laughs) but we're here and we're here now and so why don't why not tell the story and tell the part that that maybe wasn't shown on television and what was what was coming out like for you Um,
1: you know, coming out to me, I think, you know, for most of us, uh, I'm just speaking from my experience, but, uh, we have this irrational fear of rejection, um, and, and rejection is such a strong, uh, a fear, especially if it's coming from your family. Right. Um, and you know, there's many of us who've, uh, heard of, or have had friends who, Many, you know, they don't. They don't even talk to their families anymore. They were, um, you know, um, I guess they just didn't weren't able to continue that relationship with them because of ideologies and, and belief systems that, you know, are, are unfortunate, heart, heartbreaking um, stories and, and uh, things that come out of situations like that. Uh, I was very fortunate when I came out to my father. Um, he was sick with uh renal cancer uh for nine months and he was in hospice care in our house um, in my parents' house with a nurse um and you know it was it was honestly his his last week uh, and i sat next to him for hours and i knew i knew i was gonna do it at that moment but it took me so much time and it was just uh, us kind of talking about life, catching up. And, um, and then, uh, I mustered the strength, um, to just put it out there. And, you know, I, I told him, you know, dad, um, you know, I I want you to know that I'm gay. Uh, I introduced you to Alex. He's, he's my partner. Um, and, he kind of put my his hand on my hand and he's like, um, he told me, he's like, I know, but that's not important to me. I just want to tell you that you make me so proud and um, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, kind of what, what made him really, really sad that he wasn't going to be there to see me do great things and accomplish great things because he 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 knew that you know that's what my future held and he really inspired me to continue to um you know continue to make him proud because it it's uh uh, i feel the same way you know i feel like um but i I do feel his, his presence um but honestly it would mean a lot to just see him smile if he was like around to see that episode and, and everything. I mean, it's just, I, I miss him every day. And, uh, it's, uh, it's an incredible feeling to be able to talk about it, uh, because this is something I haven't shared with many people, you know? So doing it on, uh, <laughs> I guess national TV <laughs> was, uh,
0: a really it was one way to do it, But, but I mean, I I am a firm believer in, um, you know, in the afterlife and uh, people being with us, people surrounding us, people, you know, and you're, you've shown, you've shown so brightly in that episode. There was, is, there is no possible way that your dad wasn't with you, wasn't yeah. wrapped up fully around you being like you got this you know and and what you do in his um name oh my god (laughs) (laughs) sorry um what you do in his name further on carrying that will you know will forever make him proud and how beautiful is that is that to share with other people who may be struggling right now who may be listening to this right now you know and you can touch them in that way so kudos to you and i i can't thank you enough for sharing that moment with us um on the pod because it's yeah super super special
1: and and one of the things that um Thank you for saying that. But one of the things that I was disappointed that they d- didn't put on and it's probably because uh, it was like a network conflict. But I had actually turned to Ted Allen, who hosts the show. Who if, I don't know, people don't know, or they're not like our age. Um, <laughs> it he was one of the OG cast members yeah. of Queer Eye when the first uh, you know, and and I just remember watching that growing up uh, with my family and uh you know i what what it was on bravo what network was it on yeah Third it was generally. on bravo it was on, it
0: bravo. Was on
1: bravo and we would be sitting in the family room and then i would be watching my family actually seeing these very gay individuals and kind of um, you know i was very quiet because i knew something you know, about me.
0: You were like, ooh, Uh, that Jay Rodriguez is really doing it for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) But I was kind of gauging like what they were, uh, how their reactions were. So I had turned to Ted and I said, Ted, I just want to thank you for um, being one of the OG cast of the Queer Eye because, you know, you inspired me, a young boy in Long Island, to really build that courage from being able to watch you guys on TV with my family and seeing seeing what their reactions were and and, and kind of feeling at that point more comfortable with, you know, the idea of, um, you know, introducing my true self to, you know, their our life, you know. Yeah, so.
0: for sure. And it's so funny that you have that story. And he probably, not to diminish it, he, because now I'm realizing I have the same exact story with Ted Allen when I met Ted <laughs> Allen, um, who's a dream guest of the podcast. And I'm like, come on, Ted. But um, shout out to you, Ted Allen. Hi. Um, <laughs> but um, I said the same thing. I was like, I can't believe. I was working uh, catering, uh, front of the house, event management. And I met him and I go, I'll probably get fired for doing this, but I really need to thank you for for doing what you did on television and being fearless about it because my mother seeing it on television, it made it, it somehow made it okay. You know, It somehow, somehow like, was like, it's normal, you know? And it was like, she had a reference point, you know? And he was, he was the sweetest, the absolute sweetest um, about the whole thing. And then shout out to Amanda Freitag, also family that like, (laughs) You know, um, you also say during the episode, you were like, you know what, hopefully they'll put this face behind the judges table and I, I'm going to secret it (laughs) into your life. You need it. The face is gorgeous. It is made for TV. Right. I am going to Wendy Williams, put it out there in the universe food network. If you're, (laughs) if you're listening, he needs to be behind the judges table because hello, it'll be good TV. Right. And, I'm sure I'm not the only one who could stare at this face for days. Um, You know what? Let's start Let's go back. Let's go back. Right. (laughs) Let's take it back. Where did this uh, love for cooking come from? You know,
1: my love for cooking really came from, uh, and and everyone, I think, has this, um, if they, you know, had really good food in their house. Uh, My grandmother, my grandmother was such a great cook. And she lived with us uh growing up. It's very common Filipino households, your family members, uh, you know, multiple family members living together. So my my grandmother had lived with us. I was um my pa- parents both worked in Manhattan, so you know she was pretty much babysitting us uh the entire week. Um, and she would uh prepare uh the meals uh we would eat, have dinner, and she never cut corners. She was always doing everything absolutely from scratch. Um, no matter oh how,
0: how What was labor the best intensive. thing she made? Please, please indulge oh. me here.
1: Um, she would do uh, you know, like Thai sticky rice
0: yeah.
1: wrapped in banana leaf. So mm-hmm. Filipinos have this similar dessert and it's called uh suman. Um and it's it's sticky rice that is wrapped in banana leaves and steamed. And um and then it's served with this like kind of thick coconut sauce, and just to make that sauce alone, my grandma would like take a whole bag of coconuts and grate them, and then wring out the milk herself like through cheesecloth. Just like, yeah. just just pure. It's not from a can. It's not from anything processed. She's just making it from scratch. So much so she had a huge garden in our backyard. So everything was like completely. Uh, farm to table which wasn't even like a thing back then but like that's how I grew up and you know and it it really stuck with me Um, and that was one of my favorite dishes that she's made but I mean countless others because she was such a phenomenal cook
0: my brother (laughs) married a beautiful Filipino girl and so the in-laws are all Filipino um, and I have a uh, beautiful, beautiful portapino, as I call them, uh, <laughs> nieces and nephews, right? Stunning. But my brother's mother-in-law makes the best empanadas. Oh, yeah. uh, the best, because they're different than Puerto Rican empanadas. There's like raisins in there. Yeah. And, for, and for some reason, they're orange. I don't get it. But she'll, <laughs> she will send them to me at Christmas, and I cannot get enough. Of that and garlic rice. Forget about it. I'm like touching. My <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Why is it so good, Dedabin?
1: You know, my belief, and I think Filipino food should just be as as you know huge as like Chinese or Japanese or Korean food is now. Um and it's getting there, it's becoming more mainstream, but it has such a great history to it too, because the Philippines uh was uh Colonized by Spain for you know nearly 200 years, um, and then it was occupied by Japan during the World World War II, and then freed from Japanese occupation by the Americans. And um, all of these kinds of uh, cultures have found its way into into the food, and, and the food culture in the Philippines is is so in, you know um, important to the people. Uh, if food is always the centerpiece of, you know, fest- festivities. Uh, I was so fortunate that it was like a pork meat fight that yes. was on Chopped. I think I even said on the episode, like, come on. <laughs> this is like pork is like the Filipinos dream um you know
0: filipinos and and puerto ricans give us pork and we we got it we got (laughs) this even the first time i saw the episode i was like really you have this filipino chef on here and it's a it's a meat specifically pork fight forget about Uh, it he's got this down
1: (laughs) in the bag um but yeah i mean uh i would Growing up, you know, it was like a birthday party, and there was just like a whole pig
0: every single time. (laughs) That lechon is everything. Everything is every. (laughs) I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that. I love that you incorporated too into your cooking for the for the hotel restaurant and. And they're all about that, too. I think that's really, really beautiful that you can express yourself in that way, culinary-wise. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I I took over the role of, uh, of, of you know, the culinary um, director at One Hotel Brooklyn Bridge nearly two years ago. And, you know, I'm shout-out to my bosses because they just – Uh, trust me immensely. I have great autonomy there and I can really be expressive and and just be a chef. You know, um, it's not common to work with a company that, uh, is so, uh, open to, to allowing, you know, chef to be fully expressive in in what they're doing. It's more about bottom line, which I do. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm very results driven in that, in that sense, but, uh, I, I I have, I'm blessed to have the ability to be as expressive as I am. And the food, and, and you know the dish um, that really knocked it out of the park for me in chopped. I'm going to be featuring it in uh, my spring menu in the Osprey um, next month when we re- reopen the doors finally.
0: Awesome, awesome. Was that uh, the appetizer or was that the pork Milanese?
1: It was the Seek, uh, the appetizer. Yeah, that the the judges just went crazy for it. So.
0: Yeah, it's like my version. it's like pork lip balm. She said, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. "Yeah, Amanda Freitag, props to her, pork lip balm. I love her.
0: She's great. She is
1: fabulous. Yeah, I too. met
0: her at um, a benefit for Chef Carl Ruiz. Um, that after he passed, it was like going to it was a charity event, and it was all barbecue, and she was cooking back there. And I had I have this ridiculous faux fur. Uh, coat that looks like Neapolitan ice cream that I wear everywhere. So picture big gay me in like Doc Martin heels and my faux fur Neapolitan ice cream coat at this like barbecue master's charity. You have to send me pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I will. And Amanda immediately was like, I don't know you but I love you. So she's, she's really good people, too. I love that. Listen, I think this is really, really great. We have covered so much ground in so little time. I want to take a short break and to, you know, to do something a little fun and introduce you to something that I love and the listener loves. A little something we like to call Food News food Update. News food up. News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Smell the cheese. Yeah white truffle orchards may help bring pricey pasta topping to the masses. French researchers say. Are you a big white truffle fan?
1: I fall in and out of that uh you know truffle madness. Uh early on in my career I, I, you know, had just truffle menus on on, on our menus uh when they came in the season. But I I think people just go too over the board with with truffle especially with, since it's become uh the uh the chinese truffle came out which is just a kind of a a fake version or flavoring that that's been used in like a lot of truffle oils and truffle butters and it's not it's not no it's not any longer like that natural truffle flavor i think because it's just become so mainstream and it you know you'll find it in tgi
0: fridays um <laughs> yeah, uh for sure truffle fries. Which I'm I mean,
1: not I'm not knocking. Sometimes it's it's I mean, it is it just it definitely hits the spot.
0: I mean but, really um, though, when's the last time you had a french fry? Come on now. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Uh it, it's it's boys like you with all the abs that post all the photos with the pizza and the fries. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here intermittent fasting and eating all the vegetables. <laughs>
1: I'm doing the intermittent fasting too. Um but uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm a chef, so like food is everything to me. So I I don't shy away. Uh I try to make smart choices, which um sometimes backfires for me. But uh yeah, I I love food. Uh truffle, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um so how do we feel this is like almost farmed, I would say. Farming truffle. Yeah, they're farming truffles because an abundance of rare and expensive white truffles could soon be grown outside of their natural habitat and potentially reach more consumers. French researchers have discovered a way to produce rare Italian white truffles at an orchard in France outside of their natural element. And this is actually a Fox News. Ugh, I didn't even realize this was a Fox News thing. But I guess Fox News has some news. Um, I think so, so yeah, they're like farmed.
1: I, I think you know, um, movement and agriculture. As long as it's sustainable and and it's it's real food and not like GMO Monsanto kind of kind of fake uh, fake food, uh, I'm all for it. You know, if if we're able to um, produce uh, you know um, everything naturally uh, without pesticides and without GMOs or um, you know, responsibly farming, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, in terms of truffle, that would be awesome. It would just uh, make everything, you know, I wouldn't be able to charge $200 for uh, truffle pasta anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, because
0: these things can sell upwards of $1,000 per pound. And they're trying to, I guess in this orchard, they're trying to recreate the environment that the truffles grow in so it isn't GMO or whatnot. They're literally just recreating... This special like relationship between the tree and the mushroom yeah. and the orbit of it all, or whatever the terminology is. <laughs> and
1: and for for I guess some of your viewers who don't know like truffles as intimately as we do, um, the reason why they're so expensive is because they they grow in wild in the wild. They're foraged. There's only a small seasonal window that that um, these fungi grow. They're they're funguses. They're not really mushrooms, and they grow in the roots. Uh, root systems of trees. So usually truffle foragers, they they go out with dogs or pigs, um, and then you know they're in the woods for hours of the day just finding truffles and, and bring it back, and then you know they they get sold in, in the market and graded. Um, so that's why they're they're pricey. And if we are able to produce it on a, a more uh, sustainable scale um, and, and farm them, you know, that, that would definitely drive the price down. But, you know, I think, um, we'll see what the flavors are like, you know, uh, sometimes if it's, it's, uh, not the OG it, you know, yeah. that might detract in some way, but I, I'm, I'm excited to try
0: it. Yeah, it looks like we're here for this. It looks like we're here for this. Congrats um, from the uh, congrats to the French National Research Institute for Agriculture, Food, and Environment. Yes, forty-four pounds of cocaine frosted cornflakes seized by U.S. Customs
1: <laughs> in Miami.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why has it got to be miami
1: <laughs> I, I mean i'm i used to live in miami for for over a decade so um i've heard all all the stories
0: <laughs> oh my god so the us customs and border protection announced that they had intercepted what may be the all-time pri- priciest box of frosted flakes with a total estimated value of $2,822,400. The secret behind this high sticker price these cornflakes were literally frosted with cocaine. Thank you, Food and Wine uh, Magazine.com. Yeah, look at that, right? A CBP, CBP narcotic detector dog by the name of Biko found it and when officers took a closer look, what they saw that the cereal contained white powder and the flakes were coated with a grayish substance. Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine that just is, open, opening a box of cornflakes, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, some corn flakes. Uh, you know, you put your expensive hazelnut milk over it and you're like, yeah, this is gonna be flying high that is all day. <laughs>
1: yeah, who needs coffee? <laughs> You're just
0: like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh my god. You know that yeah. that, should, that that might catch on, you know, in the club scene too, you know. You just oh, have a yeah. bag of cornflakes.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you a
1: circuit girl? Uh, I guess retired. Oh, okay. <laughs> as All of right. as of lockdown.
0: <laughs> as of lockdown. Okay. 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 How far have you traveled for a circuit party? Um Brazil. Oh okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. That tracks. That no. tracks. Mm-hmm. I was I am not. I've tried. I tried my uh, to dip my foot in the circuit queen waters. Um it did not work for me. <laughs> 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 I happened to be in Ibiza for uh for circuit week, but not that was not planned. It just happened to be that week when I was there. And then when I went to World Pride in Madrid, I was like, well, it's World Pride. We might as well try this, try this like sector of, you know, being homosexual out. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And this is not for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, World Pride in Madrid. I mean, that's probably the, uh, high echelon of of circuit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know what that was the most disappointing part about it cuz it, it was actually really cute at the beginning cuz it was called Sandia, which means wa- a watermelon and so they were handing mm. out watermelons and there was watermelon like lip balm and watermelon like sunscreen and everything was watermelon. It was really really cute. Um And then when it got really packed, it was like I saw the entirety of New York that I left here, that I was like, I left New York not to see all y'all here. (laughs) I was like, I got to go, y'all. Y'all have fun. I'm going to, you can find me at the bar, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, to really enjoy these kinds of uh, parties, there has to be uh, a lot of cornflakes involved. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, some sort of extracurricular something Some right. kind of extracurricular going on. You know, on. Uh, and listen, uh, I am no stranger to an extracurricular every once in a, in a blue moon, even though now that I've turned 40, it's like, ugh, I can barely, like, have a margarita without, like, waking up a mess the next day. But, like... Even that, I was just like, oh, I can't, like, this is a lot, y'all. This is a lot. (laughs) It seems that... Uh, Come prepared. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Um, It seems that if y'all are going out to uh, a circuit party after the pandemic is over, these cornflakes would be for you, but... We need you to be responsible out there, y'all, because we we do not promote the use of illegal drugs here on In Yo Mouth. And last but not least, more than 26,000 people signed a petition against a gay kiss in a cream egg advert. Can you believe this?
1: I, I saw this on my newsfeed um, for... Uh, can we say Cadbury?
0: <laughs> yeah, we could say Cadbury, not a sponsor, okay. but we could. Uh, I like a Cadbury egg, and I like them even more now that they uh, put out this commercial. And
1: I didn't actually even see the commercial; I just saw this kind of uh, backlash from it, and I, I still, I, I, I don't understand where all the hate and negativity come from. Um,
0: yeah, like, people are taking offense to this commercial. Well, let me start at the beginning. Um, Cadbury put out this uh, commercial, right, celebrating their what they call their Goobly, because it's been five decades of Cadbury eggs, right? That's a feat in itself, 50 years of Cadbury eggs. And, you know, Cadbury eggs are everywhere i mean especially around this time of year and so it it shows the commercial shows people celebrating in different ways like you know for all the bakers out there for all the for all the i don't know influencers out there for all the people who like to eat them in secret and then it said for all the sharers out there and it's two men that are spinning at first and then one has a cadbury egg in his mouth and And the other one kisses him and the Cadbury egg breaks and the goo comes out. And it's, a. if anything, that's the most offensive part of it. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, that's suggestive. But it's really, it's a really beautiful moment, you know? And so, but of course, you know, people have to have a problem with everything. People can't just leave well enough alone.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it bothers you, don't watch it. (laughs) You know? I mean, uh, I just...
0: I just, uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't really want to give the haters any more energy. You know, um, of course, Twitter comes in at its best, being like 25,000 people's actually signed a petition to have the Cadbury's cream egg ad cancel cancelled all i can say is after seeing an advert that embraces love i never wanted a a cream egg more another person says happy friday but not to the twenty thousand homophobes uh that have signed a petition to get rid of the new cream egg ad what's laughable is the fact that people actually are offended by two men sharing a fucking cream egg get a grip and that's what i say Get a fucking grip, and with that, I think that's a great way to end food news update. Yes. How was that for you? That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna bring that into the kitchen next time? All this food news, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy the segment and just that'll be my pre shift lineup. Your your pre
0: shift. Your your pre shift (laughs) meeting.
1: Yeah, I appreciate meaning. We're going to take uh, you know take a moment for food news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: love it. What is it like being out in the kitchen as a head chef? You know, we we talk a lot about like the uh kitchen being a you know a hyper masculine, like male-dominated world. What what is that experience like for you? It it's it's been different in different
1: Uh, jobs that I've, I've, I've done to be, uh, for me now, um, I couldn't have asked for a more, uh, supportive team, um, that's completely diverse. Uh, we have, uh, you know, team members of of all ages, all walks of life, uh, gay, straight, trans. Um, so I think that's such a beautiful thing. If, uh, we're able to, build a team like that, come together and, and put out some, you know, beautiful stuff, beautiful food that, that, uh, people, you know, come to enjoy. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done other positions in, in my career. Uh, I've worked in the Caribbean, uh, and I opened hotels there and that had to, uh, was a little more challenging because, um, it's not widely accepted out there. Um, actually, yeah, it, it's, it's quite, uh, dangerous to even, come out Um, uh, so you have to kind of gauge uh your audience there right um and 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 for me it's all about the work and, and making sure that we're 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 putting the work in and and getting the results that we we need to get and um uh sometimes uh you just have to uh work through those scenarios um but I, I'm so fortunate now to be able to cultivate and bring up a team that's that's open and and, and um, inclusive and uh, diverse.
0: Yeah, I love uh, that. I I absolutely love that. What would you What would you tell a young person who is maybe freshly out, maybe still be in the closet, who kind of wants to pursue this career, especially because we both know entering this career kitchens are a hot spot for all sorts of different things from like you know high tempers to homophobia mm-hmm. to misogyny to and i'm not saying every kitchen but i've experienced i think i can say at least from my experience i've i've seen it all you know at this point and what would you say to that person
1: absolutely you know i and and kitchens it's it's a stressful job and it can bring out um the nasty in some people and uh you know i don't tolerate that in my kitchen i I make sure that everyone is there to respect each other and at the end of the day what we're doing is to uh serve uh food and and great service and great drinks to our guests and and our patrons to ensure that they're they're enjoying themselves um and i i I don't think there's any room for it uh, especially now um but traditionally yeah kitchens have become have are known for being kind of this hotbed of, of even, um, you know, we've all seen it like this, this, the yelling stress plates getting thrown around.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've I've worked in, I've had plates thrown at me. I've had a bowl thrown at me, um, all sorts of things like dishes in the salamander. So that like, when I would pick them up, they'd be like scalding hot, but I was always ahead of the game. I was like, I got your number. You, you don't got me. Nope. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, what I would say to uh, young people um, who are uh, maybe, you know, um, still struggling with their identity um, or sexuality and want to be in this career is, uh, you know, just be true to yourself. Um, Don't don't be scared to um, express yourself and, and. and I think right now is, is such a great moment to uh, uh, pursue um, culinary uh, field because they're, uh, you know, I mean, right now it, it, it's hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I mean, this, this pandemic has been incredibly tough on the industry, but what I think is coming out of it, out of the other side, uh, if you wanna call it the silver lining is, we need people. We need uh, these young guys uh, to come out and and support uh, this industry because you know if if not uh, without the young people joining us, it's it's gonna you know be even diff- more difficult and, and and struggle because the next generation is what we're we're handing it off to. And my biggest thing right now is um, focusing on um, you know the community aspect of, of restaurants, uh, supporting local farmers, supporting, uh, local craftsmen and, and purveyors and, um, uh, you know, cheese makers, everything, uh, because what we've learned from this pandemic is that it's so, uh, connected, right? Restaurants suffer. So do the farmers. So do the fishermen. So, yeah. um, right now it's all about community outreach, supporting our local businesses, supporting, Uh, businesses uh, black owned businesses uh people of color um and making sure that uh we create this network of 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 support for each other um and likewise to team members you know um i'm in the process of of recruiting um for our reopening uh we're going to be doing a lot of openings uh for the whole company. I was so hoping we're, you were, we're... going
0: to say, I'm recruiting for a second husband because I was like, I've already submitted <laughs> my resume. And... <laughs> Don't mind yeah. me. The Tom I Foley, mean, it might be. the Tom... <laughs> What? What happened? You might be?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I've told him that I'm, I'm open to it, but you know, he's kind of
0: uh, uh, old school. Uh, uh, <laughs> Listen, the man is beautiful, and I don't blame you. Um, but, what was I going to say? Now you got me all hot and flustered. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <You're> right. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's important. And, you know, everyone's suffering out there, and hopefully we'll be through this soon enough. And I love that. I love all the support you give, all the love that you put out, because it's apparent that it comes back to you, right? And it and and it is coming back to you. Uh favorite Filipino restaurant in New York?
1: Um I love uh have you tried Mama Finas in the Lower East Side?
0: No. Oh. Lower East Side. There's one on like 2nd Avenue that I've been to that I had the balut in uh in, oh, yeah. in your mouth listeners. That's the duck egg with like the embryo and the juice and things.
1: Mm, yum. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was authentic or not.
1: It, it's very authentic oh. and it's also uh you know uh a good alternative to viagra apparently so
0: oh yeah <laughs> listen i don't i don't have <laughs> any problems in that department let it be no
1: <laughs> i mean any you know any little help might help it at all you know but yeah
0: sure.
1: um but uh mom, mom to check it out jeepney in 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 manhattan um and uh lots of great restaurants out in queens um that that i go to i i uh i moved back two years ago so i haven't like fully explored uh the complete scene yet but like once things open up i'm I'm excited to go out there and, and try some more yeah. great food by um filipino chefs
0: a little one opened up in hell's kitchen during the pandemic called uh Tradition, um and it's pretty tasty um and now I'm having a craving. But there's also a Jolly Bee down the block from me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Jolly Bee fan? Really? Yeah. Uh,
1: I haven't had Jollibee Jolly Bee in a minute, but you know, I, I definitely hit the spot. <laughs> I mean fried the, chicken.
0: The chicken joy of it all. Yeah. Oh, no. it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, there's a Jolly Bee right here in Times Square. Um, and it's everything. Oh my god. This has been such a really, really Special episode, and I I can't thank you enough for opening up and sharing so, you know, and being so vulnerable um, with me. And it's not what I expected at all, and it's and it's so beautiful, and it just goes to it just furthers my feeling of how how proud I am to see you shine and how beautiful you are like as a whole you know so thank you so much thank you you know
1: um this was definitely a lot of fun for me and I, i'm happy to have kind of shared this experience with you and your, your your listeners um uh you know i i this is only the beginning uh i hope there's a chop championship in the near future and uh you know in, in terms of the restaurant we're we're excited to reopen to relaunch it um, and, and we're going to be some, doing some beautiful things there. So, you know, if your listeners are, are, uh, are, are going to be in New York area or they're living in New York, please come check us out. at yeah, the for Hotel sure. Brooklyn Bridge. Listen,
0: I better get the, the star treatment, the Ted Allen treatment. If I'm coming to visit you,
1: <laughs> definitely,
0: because <laughs> you know, I'm coming to visit.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, like RuPaul uh, once said, this is the beginning of the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, uh, I it just felt appropriate. Uh, big thank you again to Chef Denovan Miranda for just coming on the pod and making this, oh my God, one of the most special moments of my week this week folks out there big things happening on the pod there may be some changes there may not be no matter what happens uh you know your girl munoz is still trucking along there is new merch out y'all go show some love to me and oh my god chef tell the kids where to find you give them all the social media handles the websites the only fans link whatever you got we will take it <laughs>
1: Um, no, no OnlyFans yet. That was my backup if the restaurant never reopened. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems um, to be everyone's backup these days. And I'm not mad about it. Normalize seeing I'm not, your friends. I'm not mad buttons. either.
1: I, no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. Listen,
0: sex work is work. I say it all the time. But continue. Give them all the handles. Um,
1: yeah, check, you know, follow me on Instagram at Chef Denovan. That's D-E-N-E-V-I-N. Um, and, uh. Uh, I'm on Facebook. All you know, my link tree's there, so you can find me everywhere. I am the head chef at the One Hotel Brooklyn Bridge. Um, come check out Harriet's uh, Lounge. The rooftop is going to be re- reopening for warm weather pretty soon, and that's such an amazing thing. We had a Pride party uh, when we did World Pride in New York. It was hosted by the Pose cast, and it was such a beautiful moment. Um, and we're we're looking to kind of reboot that in a in a in a great way. So. Stay tuned for that, and the Osprey, uh, where I, I really kind of flex my culinary muscles in that restaurant. So please come check it out when we reopen.
0: Oh, is that is that how you got those big arms at the Osprey? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's all the pots and pans and bags of potatoes that I'm carrying around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. If only that were the truth, then I'd uh, then I'd be, you know, I'd have a six pack too. <laughs> so stupid oh my god Anymouth uh, listeners i i love you what were you gonna say i said my husband's a phenomenal trainer if anyone needs that service as well you know yeah um, listen i it's all, on my instagram it's all there on the instagram food boobs abs you know speedos all of it and we all of it and we stand, chef denovan for sure any listeners um you know what? It's a great day here on the pod. What a special, what a special episode this was, and I don't want to take any more time, so I'm just gonna yeah. say thank you for listening to In yeah. Yo, Yo! Mouth.